Welcome to Cybercast, decoding today's cyber issues. I'm your host, Kate Macri. Joining me today is Omar Marrero, Chaos and Performance Tech Lead for Kessel Run, a software factory serving the United States Air Force. Today, Marrero is going to discuss what makes Kessel Run unique on the federal cybersecurity scene. The software factory, which deploys software applications to support real-world missions, such as the Air Operations Center weapons system, is currently on track to reach its first minimum viable capability release for Kratos, a suite of software applications designed to replace the 609th Air Operations Center's theater battle core management systems by the end of the spring. The Defense Department's recently released software modernization strategy calls for the entire department to move forward with the software factory mode of software development, which elevates organizations like Kessel Run and emphasizes their work as critical to the future of DoD IT. Given the sensitivity of the mission sets Kessel Run serves, cybersecurity is utterly paramount. Kessel Run focuses on agile software development, which means DevSecOps is the anchor of everything Kessel Run does. In this interview, expect to hear about how chaos engineering is the key to ultra-secure software at Kessel Run, and why Marrero thinks culture will be paramount to continued cyber success. Okay, so to start off our conversation today, can you talk a little bit about your top cyber priorities for 2022 and how your work in cyber impacts cyber at uh, the Department of the Air Force and contribute to overall cyber agility throughout the Air Force? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, like, as you know, there's a lot of emerging tra- threats coming up, right? So our approach is to stay ahead of those cyber prior cyber threats, right, that we got. And that's by bringing new tech stacks, hardening our, our infrastructure more, um, getting more alerting in place, right? We're constantly looking at ways to enhance our cybersecurity posture. And we share that with the rest of the Air Force. To, so everybody's kind of aware of what we're doing, right? Um, Kesselron's a forward-looking organization, so we're always looking at new technologies of what we want to do. And as we bring them in and we test them, right, we share our lessons learned with the rest of the Air Force, increasing, right, and our ability to respond to all these cyber threats that we have going on, right? So impacting the greater Air Force, the greater DLD, that's usually the Kesselron approach, right? Everything we learn, we'll just send it forward. Absolutely. Uh, What are some of the new technologies that you are pursuing around cyber? So we're looking at a couple of API technology um, systems, right? So um, a lot of the, if you know, like API is one of the new cyber threats out there, right? One of the biggest attack frames that we can hit right now is APIs. And everything's based on APIs as you look. So we're looking at different tech stacks um, that will allow us to monitor APIs and response to those, right? Uh, Whether it's using artificial intelligence, learning algorithms, right? Um, That kind of technology. We're also bringing in uh, more of the boundary technologies where we can get more alerts of different targets that are hitting us, right? Or whatever's happening either, whether inside our infrastructure or outside, external to inside. So we're, we're constantly looking at those tech stacks. Um, so it's, it's based on that, a lot of AI behind it to make sure we can respond accordingly, right? Um, in addition to that, we do a lot of fire drills, right? So we validate our process 
on any cybersecurity incident that we might have. So we're constantly going and testing, all right, what if we have something happen? How do we respond? How do we quickly respond? Do we have self-healing, self-alerting? Like all that's constantly in the test. And it's just the nature of what we do since we're an agile organization, right? We're constantly learning and changing. And that's just part of our process. I wanted to follow up on something that you mentioned about self-healing technologies. Um, what does that look like in cyber? And can you discuss why that's important to uh, cyber strategies and methods in general? Sure. Yeah. So one of the things we practice, right, is um, chaos engineering. And we tie that with what we what they call security chaos as well, which we're bringing in uh, tools for that. So self-healing is essentially if we go in and let's say we run one of these fire drills for our cybersecurity posture and we, for some reason, find something. So our engineers and our security folks would go in and see, all right, so we, we, we discovered something for some reason. How do we make sure that one that doesn't happen, if it does happen, our system catches it and self-heals, right? So uh, example is we have a vulnerable server, right? So our system can go back and say, all right, server's vulnerable, turn it off, capture all the logs, do something with it, replace the server with a brand new clean one that, so self-healing, right? And that's part of our kind of immutable infrastructure that we follow. But that's kind of what we, when we say self-healing is that posture that our system's able to kind of react without human intervention immediately to address any potential cyber threat that we have. And then we go in, right, and do all the triage and whatnot and, and figure things out. But we are, since we're constantly testing it, right, we are learning ourselves and fixing and engineering and coding, like all that self-healing structure that we want to have, right? So it's, it's a combination between engineers and our code and some AI behind it to make sure that all this magic happens in the background. Gotcha. So what do you consider to be the top cyber threats facing the Air Force and DOD and federal landscape at large? I mean, just look at everything that's going on, right? So there's the software chain of supply, there's the patching of, of things, right? So just everything in general. Um, API is going to be huge. Um, alerting, like, I just think about it, right? So we, we are a massive target, regardless of where you look at, whether it's DOD or just the federal space, right? A disruption anywhere causes a lot of damage for us in general, right? Whether it's us on the federal agencies or DOD, right? And we have to make sure we're ahead of that. So every, I guess, bad guy out there that wants to cause some damage, right? If you want to do something, you would hit some kind of, try to hit some kind of infrastructure that could try to slow us down, right? And so as part of our job is to stay ahead of that and make sure we are bringing in technologies and experts to help us and stay ahead of the adversary regardless of what attack you'll see. And you'll see them on the news, right? You see a whole bunch of reports on different kind of attacks that happen, whether it's somebody clicked on a link and it just spread across the whole network. And now some folks are asking for money. Uh, so we have to stay ahead of that, how to prevent all that. And, and that is part of our process, right? Where we are constantly testing ourselves to make sure that we're ahead of the folks trying to cause damage in our infrastructure. What do you think are some of the best ways to confront and protect against uh, some of the threats that you mentioned? Yeah, so I think a, a lot of it is looking 
at industry best practices, right? And and that's why in Kesselron in particular, we're always seeking industry, non-traditional, right, industry inputs on seeing what kind of technology they're using, what kind of technology is evolving out there that we can potentially bring into our landscape. Um, there's a lot of folks doing research and constantly figuring out, yep, this is going to be a potential attack vector, or this is something that we need, right? And so we just, we sort of, we have to look at industry to see what they're doing, and then see what the rest of the government's doing, and sort of kind of merge together to make that happen, right? And you're constantly poking experts in industry, bringing some experts in, in-house, and between us all working together, we can be a very secure just infrastructure in general across everything, right? Commercial, federal, government, everywhere. Um, and that'll uh, increase our security posture at that point. So a combination between technologies, industry, right? What we already know how to do, people, talent, all that has to work together to make sure we're good to go. Absolutely. So Lauren Nossenberger recently said, Kessel Run smuggled DevSecOps into DOD. Can you talk about how Kessel Run did this and the impact this has had on Air Force cyber in general. Yeah, so yeah, Kessel Run did smuggle DevSecOps into the DOD, right? And, and I think the biggest thing you can look at is our speed uh, by being a full DevSecOps organization, right? Our ability to change that pivot immediately uh, within seconds to whatever we or any feedback, anything that's happening, right? Um, any user input that immediately needs to be addressed, like Kesseron can respond within seconds to that request, right? And when you look at cyber, that's that's the key, right? If if you if it takes you a week to realize what's going on and and fix it, if if for some reason you've been hit with some kind of cyber attack, that's too late, right? And our ability to respond to it really quick allows us to just stay ahead right and 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 change constantly and now we're a moving target versus a stable target right that that people can analyze and kind of figure out if we have some kind of breach or like a way to breach us right since we're constantly changing constantly evolving we're quick um that allows us to stay ahead right and the ability for us to bring technologies like outside technologies pretty quick and in, introduce them into our infrastructure nonstop. I mean, that that is key to staying ahead of anything cyber related, right? So when you look at the bigger, biggest Air Force, right, our lessons learned is just something that we can spread across the Air Force and the DOD in general and say, hey, we did this, this is how we do that, right? This is how we purchase uh, new systems. This is how our security posture is in place. This is what we've learned, right? Um, this is how our fire drills operate. And we're constantly sharing that with the bigger DOD and the Air Force. And you know everybody uses this. And by, by doing that, you're creating this fast moving machine that's able to react to all like cyber related threats, right? Um, 100%. Um, so what are some of the ways Kessel Run is uniquely positioned to leverage agile methodologies and user-centered design to improve the Air Force's cybersecurity posture? I mean, when you look at user-centered design and agile methodologies, right, um, Kesselron pretty much started that, right? And that's why we say Kesselron smuggled DevSecOps into the DLD, right? So we we sort of 
embraced and brought that into the DOD. And, you know, you'll hear me constantly saying as we are chatting, right, we share what we do with everybody. And that's key to everything in our cybersecurity posture, right? We need to be able to quickly adapt, quickly change, quickly operate, right? Uh, one unique thing about Kestron is we own the whole thing, right? Day two operations, we own, so we're pure DevSecOps. So by doing that and having security early involved and constantly there with us, the operation folks, the devs, right? Everything works together to help us be not only deliver products constantly to our end users, right? With our feedback and changing on that, but we're also able to get the, the constant security testing that we do, whether in the field, whether inside of our infrastructure, and we take that input and we're, we're quickly changing, right? So agile is key. That speed is, is the key to it. And Kesselron is one of the examples of, of that, right? You can see it at the, at the rate we deliver. So um, there's our, our ability to respond quick is, is key to all that. Can you discuss chaos engineering a little bit more? I know you mentioned that already, um, but I would love to kind of dive deeper into that and how it helps uh, the Army and Navy improve their cyber postures. And I'm also curious whether federal civilian agencies could benefit from this practice. Yeah, so uh, Kesselron in particular, right? So we embraced the chaos engineering journey a while back. Um, and, and essentially what chaos engineering is, right? You introduce faults and, or failures into your infrastructure constantly to see how it reacts, right? And, and you test assumptions. So, you know, database went down, it happens, failover, whatnot. We take that and we apply it to the cyber realm, right? The security realm. And we're also bringing in the new movement that's called security chaos, right? So we're working with companies outside in industry that are doing this security chaos stuff. And then we're bringing them into Kesselron to help us embrace that in particular, right? So chaos engineering just breaks stuff. We do assumptions. We do what we call game days, which is like fire drills. Um, that in general, right, allows us to validate assumptions and alerts, right? So think about it. If I go in and one of my tests is, okay, I'm going to try to bring this down or break this or breach this, right? Does our system detect it? And if it does, can we block it? And if we did, like, how do we find out who did it, right? And if we don't, then what's the process to react to that? And it's just think like uh, when you're practicing a fire drill in a building, right, you're constantly testing the drills. Like people get out of the building, make sure you go to the safe place, you do the accountability, make sure everybody's out, right? The, that process by constantly repeating this, right? We're on top of our process for cybersecurity in general, right? And and if and we can validate our security posture constantly, right? So there's no like, okay, no time or sleeping time. Uh, we're constantly testing, constantly going, right? Nonstop. So that enables us to stay on our toes, stay ahead, right? And, and our chaos engineering team, Bowcaster, will constantly kind of push the edge and see how far we can go. But that's just meant, all meant to, to keep us right ahead of the adversary and make sure we're, we're well positioned to prevent anything from happening. Could you describe a little bit what goes into these fire drills and these game days? Yeah, yeah. So like, um, so we would plan, for example, the quickest one is you have an assumption. So let's say the assumption is, hey, uh, we think that if we have some kind of, let's put an example, API breach in, in cybersecurity in particular, we'll be detected, 
right? And and we think we'll detect it on this alert, and this is the alert we would get, and there's a process that would happen behind that, right? So our team would go in and actually do that. They'll go in and say, all right, we're going to try to do this and see if you get an alert, right? Um, did we get the alert? Yes, we did. Okay, did it trigger this? And so we kind of follow that, that assumption of what we think would happen. If it doesn't happen, then we go and at the end, right, we go, okay, so why didn't it happen? And how can we make it happen? And what's, do we have to change any process, right? They're not perfect fire drills. When I say that is more like, okay, if we found something, then how do we, you, so you'll see the machine turning. It's like, so the system didn't catch it. Our team reacted. We blocked it. Now let's go back and figure out how we cannot have that happen, right? And we're constantly doing that. And once the team comes back to us and tells us they sort of fixed it, we go again and do it and see what happens, right? And we do that with cyber. We also do it with our infrastructure and applications in general. It's the same concept, right? You plan a game day assumptions, like if database goes down, we expect a graceful failover and zero impact to the user. Does that happen, right? Did the user get impacted? Did we get alert that the database failed? Um, and that constantly, we constantly do that to make sure that our system is engineered the way we think it is, right? And if it's not, we go in and fix it. Sure. So how has the cybersecurity workforce shortage affected Castle Run? And what are your strategies to attract and retain top cyber talent? And do you think what you guys have learned in this area could apply to civilian federal agencies as well? Yeah. So I think so, right? So it's 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 that's an interesting question because I think everybody in general is suffering from the uh, the shortage, right? But we in particular have a, a like a very unique mission, right? And, and and so that's that's a way to attract and maintain talent, right? Culture is huge, so our culture enables right um, our ability to kind of retain and keep and train and and have good talent on staff that can deliver either cybersecurity product platform right you name it so we have a culture is key to to doing that so when you look at all the other agencies right i i would tell them hey culture is key to attract and retain talent in general right um whether it's cyber or other type of talent that you want to retain and then the ability to like keep them engaged right with unique mission sets that you want them to tackle right and and the constant learning and that is is ways to attract and retain talent right and, and i think everybody has a shortage but it's the way how you make that person kind of involved in the process and learning and like you know make them make them feel part of the team and provide them a culture where they have a voice, right? That that ability to kind of just be who you are and grow, that allows you to kind of keep that talent. Kessel Run is a forward-looking, agile, software-focused organization that's been keen on producing cutting-edge solutions for modern Air Force problems. How do you produce solutions that may need to integrate with legacy IT at the Air Force to ensure top-notch security despite the security risks inherent to legacy IT? I know that's a big question, but I'm genuinely curious about that. Okay, yeah, that's that's a cool one, right? So I think that goes back to um, when we talked before, right? The, the whole looking at different tech stacks, um, and that's part of it, right? So how do we, 
So we're constantly, yeah, Kesselron has to interface with legacy IT systems, right? And we're constantly engaged with all these IT systems on, okay, so how do we talk to your system, right? How do we exchange data? And then it's like, how do we do that securely, right? And a lot of times is us trying to bring in new technologies or like different ways to, to securely exchange these things, right? Um, that's key. There's the, we're not the only ones in, in with that, I guess, problem, right? Industry also has similar problems depending on which industry you look at, right? Banking or whatnot. So by leveraging and bringing in, in technologies that are helping these other organizations outside of the government um, solve that problem, we're able to do that in inside of Kesselron. And that allows us to talk to legacy systems, right, securely. And uh, given the nature of our speed, right, we can adopt. So if the legacy system starts modernizing, then we can also adopt to their new modern strategy, right, on how to exchange data securely. So we, we can constantly change. But a lot of it is based on all these tech stacks and in our ways that our cyber team, right, our security teams adopt to exchanging between legacy systems and our system, right? And, that, and that's all their, their, their magic, right? That's why we have this, this killer cybersecurity team. I mean, they, they work magics all around, right? And um, so they make that happen. A lot of knowledge, tech, technology, um, and just engaging with the legacy IT system and say, hey, how do we do this? And how do we, um, how can you modernize a little bit maybe to make sure that's secure? And I mean, that's our approach, right? And we're, we're since we are, we'll learn from, from that and can, and kind of pivot if that didn't work, right? So the fail fast, fail often mentality comes in place, right? All right, that didn't work, change again, right? So um, I think speed is key, but a lot of it's tech stacks. And of course, you know, our team is awesome. So um, our ability to do that is pretty cool. Absolutely. So I don't think I have any more specific questions for you at the moment. Is there anything that you want to leave us with about cyber efforts at Kessel Run or cyber challenges that you're really looking forward to addressing in the the greater DoD enterprise? Yeah, I think I mean you can see sort of the the landscape right and the way it's going. It's just in the news right and stuff you see. So I think from from just the DoD and just the federal space in general we have to be aware and get ready for everything that's that's coming right and by partnering and sharing technology or lessons learned right i'm a huge advocate of hey we did this who else wants to know right and we do that all the time but by sharing all that data on what's working what did you do what did this happen like that'll help us create this giant ecosystem that'll prepare us for whatever cyber attacks or cyber, yeah, might happen against anything in our infrastructure, federal industry, whatever, right? Um, and definitely learning from industry. I mean, industry is on the same boat, right? They they get hit all the time and they are their ability to react is pretty cool, right? So speed is key, partnering is key, sharing knowledge is key, looking at non-traditional industry, right? Um, new technologies are evolving. I mean, that will all be key for a cybersecurity posture in the future. So we have to, we have to embrace that. Like there's no thinking that will put us back. We have to embrace that and move forward, right? There's and, and agility is is the key here, right? Our ability to react and and respond quickly to anything that happens and and adopting new technologies or changing, that's that's the key to staying ahead of the curve. So um, we need to do that. We need to do it across 
all of DOD and the federal government and an industry. And it has to be a giant partnership to make sure that we're all on the same boat. I wanted to ask about uh, software bill of materials, SBOMS, and what you guys think about that and how you see that having an impact on DOD cybersecurity in general. SBOMS are pretty sweet, right? So our ability to like generate SBOMS and make that part of the what we need to push software out, right? Um, and then if you tie it to some kind of like external technology that could read like CVEs or stuff like that, right? So the more you get from data from the kind of libraries, open libraries or everything you're bringing in and then put it somewhere where it's like validated and secured into an SBOM, right? Um, our security teams or our security automation can take that and say, all right, this is trusted, let's push forward, right? So SBOM is a good, move forward on securing like our software supply chain, right? And I'm, I'm excited to see what else comes from that. Um, but SBOMS, I think it's a good start and a good way to start addressing all of that, right? So um, we we started looking at SBOMS a, a while back in Kestron for some of the stuff we do. So the fact that now that's a thing, it's very exciting, at least for me, right? And I'm sure the rest of the team is on the same boat because I, I, I solely believe that's a good start on the way ahead to making sure that everything is secure, right? On the software supply chain. Awesome. So I don't think I have any more questions now, Omar. Okay. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Is uh, there anything else that you want to leave with us at this point? <laughs> no, I think I'm good. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the chat and you know, let us know anytime. Happy to discuss some more as we start bringing more technology into Kesseron and share our lessons learned. Great. Thanks, Omar. For Kessel Run, cybersecurity is all about self-healing, self-learning, and programming APIs to automate security processes to keep up with lightning-fast mission needs and cyber attacks. Not being afraid to fail fast and fail often will help DoD IT strengthen its cyber posture. To get deep analysis and insider perspectives on what's trending in federal cybersecurity, subscribe to and follow CyberCast and visit our website at governmentciomedia.com. I'm your host, Kate Macri. Thank you for listening. CyberCast, along with GovCast and HealthCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com.